welcome to Kids First Coming Attractions. Before you go out and spend money on that new movie, make sure to listen to the entire show right here on the Voice America Kids channel. We'll take you behind the scenes and preview new movies and DVD releases. Now, here are your hosts for Kids First Coming Attractions. Thank you and welcome to the program. I'm your co-host, Raven Devaney. And I'm your co-host, Keeper Blakesley. And you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. Today we are talking with filmmaker Yvette Ettery about her film Harold and Nettie. Plus, we'll be discussing the films Belle, Blended, and Fed Up. So, to start off the show, we have a very special guest. Yvette, how are you today? I'm great. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah, thank you so much for being on the show and telling us all about your film. So, um, you are hoping to make a film, uh, Harold and Nettie, and you wrote the script and everything. So, tell us a little bit about your film. Sure, I'd be delighted to. Harold and Nettie is um, a film that I began about in 2005. So I've been working on it just shy of a decade. And I was standing in New York City and I saw these two visually impaired people, two blind people walking arm in arm with their ID canes. And I, I was just mesmerized by them. You could see how in love and what great partners and, and what great friends these two people were just from across the street. I don't know if you've ever had an experience like that, but it was magical to me. And I started writing the script, which has been done now. And we just hired some actors and have got a, our cinematographer attached and, and our location hunting has begun. And we just started our Indiegogo campaign. It's got about 30 days to go. And it's a really creative, really inspiring time. Um, and this project is, uh, it's sort of the culmination of my previous films, which I'm a puppeteer. So, mm -hmm. so my work tends to be visually mixed media. There's puppetry, there's things happening in, in fantastical landscapes. Harold and Nettie are going to be in a volcano. Harold and Nettie are going to be on the moon. Harold and Nettie are going to be in the stars. Harold and Nettie are going to be floating on water. And it's a great story because it starts off when they're kids. Harold moves in next door to Nettie and, and they spend their entire lives until they're, you know, much, much older than anyone on this call, you know, like the, our grandparents age or mm -hmm. great grandparents age. And it's their whole life story of the two of them and how they deal with the individual challenges that they share. So it's, it's, um, it's going to be really, 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 really great. And I, I'm, I'm so fortunate and blessed to have had a really significant career in filmmaking that is blossoming through this project. So I'm just really grateful. That sounds like an incredible story, and it sounds like it's going to be completely beautiful. Like, I have definitely experienced that, where you just, you know, catch a glimpse of people, and you can just see the love and the compassion that they share for each other, whether it's romantic or friendship. And, and I think that's incredible that you were able to, you know, spark an entire film from that. Um, so I know the inspiration from the storyline sparked from that sort of observation you had on the street but was there any personal inspiration behind the characters and their development oh yeah absolutely um my grandmother who raised me and is the love of my life who recently passed away may she rest in peace in uh december 28th her name is mina mina grossman and she taught me everything i know about love and she was such a positive powerful female role model. She's actually the star of um, a previous film I made called The Heart is a Mirror, which is a documentary about her experience and her life. And there's, you know, handmade marionettes in that as well. And she was the most incredible person. And she was so strong and peaceful and powerful and wise and loving and gracious and elegant. And there's just, I don't have anything bad to say about her. She's so, so Harold is actually based on her and mm -hmm. Harold is this character who, even though he's visually impaired, he gets dressed impeccably every single day. He wears his clothes perfectly. His blue suit is always ironed and pressed. And um, I did a lot of research uh, there's actually a, um, a man named the Blind Film Critic, which you guys should look into. His name is Tommy. And um, he has massive YouTube following, massive Twitter following, and he listens to films. Oh, wow. And, 
he does the most amazing reviews. And so I called Tommy on the phone and I read the script of Harold and Nettie to him for two hours on the phone. And then he spent an hour giving me feedback. Lives um, a life that's more full than a lot of people who are have no disability and no physical challenges whatsoever. Um, so Harold is 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 sort of based on on those people, on those people who manage to find a way to thrive and to live a, a, a life that's nothing short of inspiring. Nettie, on the other hand, is um, she she's the odd couple. You know, she has a little bit messy hair and her clothes are always mismatched and it's part of her charm, but it's also because she's having a much more difficult time getting herself um, getting herself moving and keeping herself moving. And so that's also based on my relationship between me and my grandmother. I mean, she was so powerful and so strong and so brilliant and so um, you couldn't get her down and you couldn't keep her down. And, uh, and she just taught me that. And, and there's so many, when you're given a gift like that, uh, it's, it, it's, no good not to share it. You know what I mean? So, so yeah. this is really, I'm praying and wishing and intending and aiming and hoping and blessing the film to be able to take this thing, this woman who gave me hope and light and love and, and taught me so much, uh, was such a phenomenal mentor figure to me and to give, give that back to the world, to pay it forward. Mm-hmm. So it's, um, it's a story also that's going to be told through music and through dance. Harold and Nettie dance with their canes. Um, there's music, but the music of the film, it's not a musical like when you go see Grease or when you go see um, any other musical that might come to mind, Les Mis, any of those popular musicals, because those people just stop what they're doing and they break out into song. The interesting thing about Harold and Nettie is that if they're singing, it's because they're singing happy birthday, or if they're singing, it's because they're singing in the shower, or if they're singing, it's because a song has come on on the radio, or it's Mm -hmm. in a dream. The songs fit really seamlessly in with the film because it's important to me to be able to tell, to tell a story from the perspective of of a person who doesn't see. So it's a movie, which is telling a story through a visual medium and many shots or point of view shots from the point of view of the character, but these characters, neither one of them can see. Mm-hmm. So how do you tell a story about love, about the triumph of the human spirit with, you know, being a highly visual person in a highly visual medium like puppetry or filmmaking, especially something who's coming from a fine arts background the way that I do, um, and tell the story of a blind person. So, so it's in that respect, besides the fact that it's a female filmmaker, a female writer, a female director with a female, you know, cast and crew. Yeah. It's pretty groundbreaking. Well, you sound so passionate about it, and I bet it's going to be absolutely incredible. You. You're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. I'm your co-host, Raven Devaney. And I'm your co-host, Kiva Blakesley. And today we are talking with Yvette Ettery about her film Harold and Nettie, plus we will be discussing the films Belle, Blended, and Fed Up. So let's continue with our interview with Yvette, and she was just telling me all about her inspiration behind the characters and behind the film. They sound like such beautiful characters, and I'm very excited to see how they sort of work together, because they... They're definitely a bit of opposites, but it sounds like they have such a love for each other. And I think that's uh, very beautiful that you're able to capture that. And I also think it's it's definitely a challenge to make a film about, you know, visually impaired people. Since, like you said, film is such a visual medium, but it sounds like you have some incredible ideas for it. So I am hoping, just like you said, and praying for this film to be amazing. Um, so tell us a little bit about your Indiegogo fund and how people can help support this film. Absolutely. I'd be delighted to. And thanks for that amazing recap. (laughs) Um, The Indiegogo campaign is my attempt also, again, always to pay, pay it forward, pay it back. And because my personal and professional work experience and my skills, talents, and abilities really revolve around teaching. I've taught for five years in the film school at NYU in Tisch. Mm -hmm. 
I taught master classes at Princeton University, and then I got a directing offer from Warner Brothers, and I came out to the West Coast, and I got a job teaching makeup and special effects makeup, um, which is highly associated with theatrical puppetry, at Elegance International, which is one of the oldest makeup schools in the world, certainly in Hollywood. So mm -hmm. I have been teaching and professionally lecturing, and I've been a special guest performer, teacher, lecturer, instructor at film festivals internationally around the world. So not only are there the usuals, like you can get a signed DVD of the film, a signed treatment of the film, um, IMDb credit, but there's, I don't want there to be any risk involved whatsoever. And I just want people to get as much as they can possibly get from being a part of the journey that is Harold and Nettie, because it's my homage to the woman I love. Mm -hmm. So I'm offering a year of acting classes privately, personally, either by Skype or in Los Angeles with me. I'm offering makeup and headshot photo shoots for young performers and actors. Um, again, six of them. I'm offering um, just everything I could possibly imagine or think of to throw at this thing so that I can get Harold and Nettie off the ground because I'm so passionate about the project and I want so badly to, to because we're really, on on the verge mm -hmm. of making the film. So there's walk-on roles because Harold and Nettie has about 100, 100 roles in it. So so there's just a significant amount of crowd scenes and background scenes and cameras. So there's opportunities for that for people who donate? Yeah, absolutely. That's incredible. Well, it sounds like such an amazing, it's, I mean, it's an amazing journey. Like even if you're not getting these amazing opportunities from it, it's still, it sounds like such an incredible film and I will definitely be donating and I encourage all of our listeners to donate, go to Indiegogo and um, definitely donate. And if you're not able to contribute to this journey, be sure to share it, tell your friends, let everybody know about it because it sounds incredible and I I am definitely praying for you and this sounds like such a beautiful film and it's coming from such a beautiful place and such such an authentic place and so I'm very excited for it. Yvette thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you so much for all of your prayers and wishes and blessings and aims and intentions. It means a lot to me and you know someone asked me recently why the film is important and why someone should care. And I think right now, if you pay any attention to what's going on in the film industry, the hot topic of the moment, especially because Cannes, the film festival just finished, mm -hmm. it seems it's about women voices and it seems it's about women's stories and it seems it's about getting women fair opportunities. And this story, which is inspired by a woman, written by a woman, directed by a woman, is, is that. It is mm -hmm. the quintessential example of that. This is a story unlike any other. And has a tremendous amount of rules and opportunities for women. And I think it is absolutely, especially, I mean, when you read a script and you start to learn a little bit more about it, it is the female perspective. And so I'm really hoping that it will reach a lot of, of young women and a lot of absolutely. women who might be going through some of the same things that the characters in the script are and that everyone can have their... For Token Collection, Shining, Jillian, Yvette Ettery, quintessential moment, which is happy <laughs> film endings. Absolutely. Well, it sounds so powerful. Unfortunately, we are out of time. But Yvette, again, thank you so much. And guys, be sure to check out her Indiegogo campaign. Let's take a break. I'm your co-host, Raven Devaney. And I'm your co-host, Kiva Blakesley. And you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. Just because you're a kid doesn't mean you don't have an important voice to be heard. You are our future, and you need a forum to be heard. Tune in to American Pulse on the Voice America Kids channel. We'll talk to the student leaders of America and find out what they're doing to make a difference today. You'll be inspired to start working now for a brighter future later. American Pulse is heard live every Monday afternoon at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Kids channel. It's time to lead by example. Follow the Voice America Talk Radio Network on Twitter. We're at Voice America TRN. You'll get the latest fix on what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and general happenings that you should know about at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Now you don't have to miss anything when you're away from your home or office. Just go to twitter.com forward slash Voice America TRN. Or follow along with us at Voice America TRN, the Voice America Talk Radio Network. We're on the cutting edge of social media. Can you keep up? 
Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. Have you heard your 15 minutes of fame? How about four times that every single week? It's the fame game. Listen as Maddie Rose, who is up and coming in the world of fame, brings you fame from all walks of life. You'll hear from doctors, teachers, mentors, life heroes, as well as those in the fields of acting, movies, music, and more. Who knows? You might be the next one Maddie Rose talks to on the air. Listen for the fame game every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. What do you want to do? Are you interested in the performing arts? If so, make sure you tune in to the Angel and Harmony Show. Angel and Harmony have experience singing, acting, and performing in general and want to help you live out your dreams of the future. Whether you are interested in acting, modeling, dancing, or singing, this is the show for you. We'll even give you the scoop on being behind the scenes if you're a little shy. The Angel and Harmony Show is heard live every Thursday at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. tuned in to kids first coming attractions on the voice america kids channel turn off your phone another movie review is coming up hey and welcome back to kids first coming attractions i'm your co-host raven devaney and i'm your co-host keepa blakesley and you're listening to Voice America Kids. Now we are going to discuss the incredibly beautiful film, Belle. And we have with us Brianna. How are you? I'm doing fantabulous. How are you? I am fantabulous as well. It's Great. awesome to talk to you. We haven't, like, ranted about a movie in so long. It's, yes, it's been yes. too long. <laughs> Alrighty. So tell us a little bit about Belle, which is an incredible film, in my opinion. Okay, so I just I just have to say first that I absolutely love this film. I just wanted to say that. <laughs> well, Belle is about, and this is what messed me up, because her name is Dido Elizabeth Bell, and in this film they called her Dido. Yeah. So I thought they would call her Dido, or at least say Belle. But anyway, <laughs> so Belle, played by Guguma Bathara, is, uh, is, she is, I guess you could say, from African and English descent. Mm-hmm. And so her... Her skin is her skin is mixed, obviously, and you can obviously tell that she came from a black descent. And so she's an illegitimate daughter of a Royal Navy Admiral. So she their parents weren't married, so she really isn't a daughter of them, but they still call her a daughter because they were she was born from them. And she's being raised and reluctantly by her great uncle, I believe. His name is Lord Mansfield, played by Tom Wilkinson. He doesn't think that he should have to raise her because she's not she's she's not she's directly to yeah party. she's yeah she she's not related to him like directly she's 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 african-american well not african-american but she's she's not african english kind african of english yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> so he doesn't feel like he should have to and his wife doesn't feel like he should have to but they do it anyway and so the reason this film goes on like the reason this is made is because it's basically her journey through life and how she's getting treated and she can't do all of the things that the family can do because she's not with them. So mm-hmm. I, it's I, it's a good story about how you can't you can't just set someone apart because of mm-hmm. their bloodline or their looks or or their feelings. Yeah, and I think there's one line in the film that I like that completely captures her relationship with her family. She says, um, "She says I'm too high class to dine with the maids, but I'm not. Yes. I'm not good enough to eat with my family." So yeah. like, she is like in this family because of her bloodline and because of who her father is. But she's not allowed to do, and she's raised with um, not her sister, her cousin, but they're like sisters and they're raised together, and they're. They're, like, so close. They're the best of friends. They're closer than any two people. And they're not allowed to do, like, the same things because of Dido's skin color and because her mother was, um, was I don't know if she was a slave or if she was freed or something, but she was, she was, like, an illegitimate daughter. Her parents weren't married. And so, also, this is based off of a true story, which I think is incredible because yes. it actually... Um, 
documents an event that happened um, back in the 1700s, I believe, that actually Mm -hmm. sort of prompted the slow rolling movement Mm -hmm. towards equality and freedom. Um, And Dido sort of helps with that, which I think is pretty cool. So I know you said you love the film, but tell me a little bit more about why you like it and sort of what it brought up for you. Well, the reason I love this film is because, well, there's a lot of reasons, but one of the reasons is it's a period film. It's a period piece, I think. The costumes. Say. Let's talk yes. about the... Oh, my okay. gosh. We, yes, we can swerve, so and next we can do the costumes. Um, I love the costumes. I absolutely adore them because it's so intricate, and it's very detailed, and it's it has tremendous historical detail because, I mean, they're down to their hats, their hair, their their makeup. I mean, not that they wore a lot of makeup, but the way they did Just the makeup. the style of everything. Yeah. Sure. The style, the dress, like Belle's dress, it's so pretty. Oh my yeah, gosh! Like I, w- and I feel like since everyone is is in that is in that type of dress, like men wore suits that they wore in the I believe late 1700s, and and they wore dresses that in the late 1700s. I feel like that would get you into character because you're in you're in that you're not yeah you're in that wardrobe and then you're looking at these things and you're saying these words and. I feel like I would be so overwhelmed because it's such a beautiful piece. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, and, and especially um, the locations for the film and like the the mansions and the grand yeah. estates that everything was filmed at. I think is so beautiful, and it, yeah, it would definitely put me into character if I was like, oh my gosh, I'm like living in these beautiful clothing <laughs> and like ah, it's amazing. Um, so talk to me a little bit about sort of the message that goes on through the film because Dido she is in this very very prominent family um her the, the man who's raising her her uncle I believe um, Lord Mansfield he is like the supreme judge like the highest in yeah. like a court of law that you could possibly get so he pretty much makes like all the rules and so she comes from a very prominent family and she inherited a ton of money because her yeah. father unfortunately dies so she's extremely wealthy comes from such a prominent family but she is an illegitimate child, I guess. And so, like, she sort of has to deal with, like, okay, well, should I marry someone because everybody else is marrying someone and I want to find love? And should I marry into a prominent family or should I go with love? And then she also has to sort of deal with people that are kind of using her. Like, oh, well, this woman has a fancy name and, you know, a lot of money, but I don't, you know, respect her or look kindly to her at all. So talk to me a little bit about the conflicts and the message that goes on there. I... I love how, I mean, this is very close to me because it's like, it's like I get looked at a lot of, a lot of different ways. And I love how she portrays this character because she does, I mean, she does get used and she does do different things. And like, I feel like people look at her and say, well, she has all this money, but since she's, uh, since she comes from, I guess you could say African, um, for loss of a better word, uh, she comes from that descent, so she's not supposed to have any of this, and she she can't do this. So all of the money she has, or all the respect she needs to have, or anything, her the way she looks overshadows that. Mm-hmm. And I just don't feel that that's right, because so many people go to America and go to different places to, to get away from, to get away from like normal and to get away from ordinary so that they can be something else. And so she doesn't, I mean, I'm not saying that she doesn't have a choice, but I'm saying that it looks like her father didn't want her to be alone. Mm -hmm. And the fact that he died, unfortunately, and so she's not stuck there, but she lives there with them but she can't do everything with them. It's like, it's like what you said, I'm too high to dine with the people who I'm, I'm a little bit closer to, but I'm, I'm too low to dine with my own family. So she, she does get used and people do not respect her, but 
I I love the way she comes back at that. She's like, well, I don't care. And yeah, she's and definitely a very strong character. Yeah, sure. she's a yeah. strong character, and she's she's quick witted. I think that's how you say that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> she's very quick witted, and I love that about her because she said like someone says something back to her, and her mind is just like, yeah, well, this is how it is. And 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 she's then so she, intelligent too. She's yeah, very very smart. She is. Yes, <laughs> you are listening to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. I'm your co-host Raven Devaney. And I'm your co-host, Keepa Blakesley. And today we have been talking with filmmaker Eva Ettery about her film Harold and Nettie. Plus, we will be discussing the films Belle, Blended, and Fed Up. So right now I'm talking with Brianna about the beautiful film Belle. And we were just talking all about sort of um, the conflicts and sort of like trials and tribulations that Dido has to deal with because she comes from such a prominent family and her bloodline is, you know, so wealthy and high class, yet her looks and because her mother wasn't also a prominent like white societal figure that she has to deal with not getting all the privileges that you know other people her age and from her class would get um but she is a very very strong woman and she ends up you know choosing love over you know class and power which i mean i think is just an testament to who she is um because she's a very strong person. So talk to me a little bit about the historical events that happened in this film. Because I actually learned a lot about it and stuff that was happening in that time. Well, with the historical events, it is in the late 1700s. So I feel like a lot has happened for the seven, like the 18th, 19th, and 20th century. I feel those are where we most changed. I mean, as a world and as a country. Yes. So, I mean, with the equal rights... And, I mean, I think half of the film, I was like, this is in America. Why are they talking in a British accent? <laughs> and then I'm like, oh, this is in England. Never mind. Yeah. So it's, I mean, about the equal rights and how she contributed to it. And also with, like, it was like two stories. It was about her and then one about, like, the ship and and how they 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 throw, they threw, they throw, I think it's throw. <laughs> they yeah. throw off the slaves, and and then it's this whole controversy about how well they had enough water. They didn't have enough water. Why were yeah. they stopping? They didn't have enough stops. And for those and, of you and, who haven't seen the film, there's this whole um, yeah sort of <laughs> law that is trying to be passed because there is a slave ship that is um, bringing slaves over from Africa, and they throw them off the ship apparently for the quote unquote safety of the crew members. Um, but then they're trying to get insurance claims, and pretty much there's a whole conflict over well, like were they really thrown off the ship for the benefit of the crew and for the survival of the crew, or were they thrown off the ship because they were for worth more reason. dead than they were alive? Yeah. So um, it's sort of just the law that is trying to get passed to say that like you can't put a price on like a the death being. of people. Like that's not yeah. that's not very fair. <laughs> and yeah, I think it was really cool that they incorporated that into the film because I actually learned a lot about that and I think Yeah, it's awesome. I love how I love how like films have like there's a base story and then there's there's like little stories underneath. I I've always liked that. Absolutely. Well, unfortunately, we're out of time, Aww. but really quickly, what um, age rating and how many stars do you give this film? Well, age range, it, well, I'll start with stars. I give it five out of five because it was absolutely positively amazing. I love it Same. so much. So good. <laughs> yes, mutual high five. Yes. And for the age rating, I give it 10 to 18 because, um, I mean, because of obvious reasons. I mean, I feel like the younger kids wouldn't understand, first of all, because it is a period piece. And, yeah. they wouldn't and there's understand definitely a lot of, lot of yeah. storyline yeah. going on with it. You and the way they talk is very, like, not how we talk. It's very <laughs> stern, very proper. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'd agree with you. I'd say probably, like, 12 and up, unless yeah. you're, like, pretty mature and into period pieces. You know? Yeah. You feel... Well, Brianna, thank you so much for talking with me all about Belle. And guys, be sure to check it out. It is in theaters now. Let's take a break. I'm your co-host, Raven Devaney. And I'm your co-host, Kiva Blakesley. And you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. We don't care how you got here. We're just glad you showed up. You're listening to Voice America Kids. 
you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live Internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between, discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. Kids these days are so connected to the media that they can't help but be surrounded by news and politics. Today's kids get more information than kids of past generations, and because of that, they have more informed opinions. Kids today may not be able to vote yet, but they can certainly influence voters and issues with their voices. Tune in every week for America Today and talk about the issues and influence the decision makers. America Today airs every Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network wherever you go. In addition to listening live, you can check out information about your favorite talk show hosts, discover new talk show personalities, add shows to your list of favorites, and listen to all our show archives on demand. All from your iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market, and get ready to tune in. The Voice America mobile app, powered by Aircast. Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. Have you heard your 15 minutes of fame? How about four times that every single week? It's the fame game. Listen as Maddie Rose, who is up and coming in the world of fame, brings you fame from all walks of life. You'll hear from doctors, teachers, mentors, life heroes, as well as those in the fields of acting, movies, music, and more. Who knows? You might be the next one Maddie Rose talks to on the air. Listen for the fame game every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. You are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn off your phone. Another movie review is coming up. Welcome back to Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your co-host, Keeper Blakesley. And I'm your co-host, Raven Devaney. And today we were interviewing Yeva for, her, for Indiegogo, raising money for Herod and Nettie. And we'll also talk about the films Belle, Blended, and Fed Up. Right now I'm talking with the lovely Shelby on Blended. How are you doing, Shelby? Great. How are you? Fantastic. Now, please tell me a little bit about the story of this comedy. All right. Um, well... This movie is about Jim, who is played by Adam Sandler, and Lauren, who is played by um, Drew Barrymore. They go on a terrible blind date, and they swear never to see each other until they both book a trip to Africa, and they find out that um, their families will be sharing a room. Fate will have it. Is it a coincidence? Yeah. <laughs> kind of, and they have to they have to learn how to blend together as a family. Ah, wordplay. So, since this is a comedy, what did you think about well the slapstick and jokes in this film? Um, you know, there was a lot of jokes, and um, I think the the funniest one, um would be when Jim was riding on an ostrich and he fell. I thought that was pretty funny. And um, yeah, it was, it was just, it was hilarious. I can't remember a moment where I was not laughing. It was that funny. So it was just laugh out loud throughout the whole entire film. Yeah. Love those films. And I like going to movie theater, watching a comedy because then you hear like the whole audience start roaring in laughter. That's always fun to hear. Yeah. So what do you think about the main actors, Adam Sandler and Drew Barrymore? How was their chemistry? Um, well, their chemistry, it was, it was amazing. I mean, um, I was definitely happy to see the movie since I've seen their other movies, yes. um, and Singer, and Fifty First Dates. So it was <laughs> um, refreshing to see them acting together. 
and um, yeah, it was it was just great. I thought their chemistry was great. Good. And what did you think about the child actors in there? Because they have to work off comedians. Yeah, I thought that the um, child actors, they were really funny. I really can't think of a moment where they weren't funny. I mean, they were <laughs> really funny. I remember I saw the trailer for this film, and I, I love, I kept rewinding to the part that says, that's not what Lion King was. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She she was so adorable, and she was just so funny, and I, I love her character. It's absolutely adorable. Now, since this is set in Africa, what would you say about the cinematography? The cinematography took my breath away. It was, it was amazing to see it on screen because I actually um, felt like I was also on an African safari, and I thought the cinematographer did a great job showing what it's like to be in Africa and showing the exotic animals that live there. And um, they showed the desert and then they showed this beautiful um, African hotel and the amusement park that they showed. It, it was really nice to see. Cool. And I, I heard this was actually filmed in actually Africa. It wasn't a soundstage. Yes, it was actually filmed in South Africa. Nice. So that's why it looks so perfect. <laughs> yeah. Now, what did you say the message of this film is? What have we learned? Um, I think the message of the film is that um, you shouldn't judge um, people based off of um, things that you've heard or what they look like because... Uh. Um, they can actually surprise you in the end. Hmm. So I think that's the main message. And how does that incorporate to the story of the characters? Well, um, Lauren's son, um, he doesn't like Jim, and um, he and Jim ends up teaching him things about um, becoming a man. And huh. at the end, Lauren's son and um, Jim are not fighting as much. Mm. Well, that's always a good message. You're listening to Voice America Kids Network. I'm your co-host, Keeper Blakesley. And I'm your co-host, Raven Devaney. And today we're interviewing Yeva for um, Harold and Nettie, also reviewing the films Bell, Blended, and Fed Up. And right now I was talking with Shelby on how the cinematographer did a fantastic job just getting the capturing Africa and how it's a laugh out loud movie and it's just so funny. Now, Shelby, what would you, if there's anything in this film that you would change, was there, that, sorry, let me repeat that. Is there anything in this film that you would change? Um, the only thing that I would change is maybe seeing more of Africa. I uh. mean, this movie, it's, it's not like other comedies because it was also, it was really funny, but also it was heartfelt. So I felt the film, this was a great comedy to see because it's not only funny, but it shows more realistic people and um, their choices and what it's like to actually be in their shoes. And I like that because most um, most comedies show actors that are going through things that people can't really connect to. So that's what I really appreciate about this film. So the character's more identifiable. Yes. I like a film like that. And, and that's what, that can create comedy, especially since you can identify with that, like, oh, I know what he's going through, or she, or he, or she. Yeah. Hmm. And would you say that makes it a romantic comedy? It makes it a romantic comedy and also an adventure. An adventure. Adventure, romantic comedy. Sounds like Indiana Jones, but... Uh, it's, oh well. <laughs> now, what would you say about the age range for this film? The age range, I would say 13 through 18, because there are some things that younger children wouldn't understand. Uh, like what kind of humor? Um, 
there are some scenes where you wouldn't really understand because um, it might involve uh, more, more adult content. I see. Yeah. Mm. So more for like for the adults. Yeah, but teenagers would laugh at this film. They they would understand. Okay, so more of a teen to adult range. Okay, that's a good comedy right there. Yeah. What would you say your favorite character is? Um, my favorite character is Lauren. Why I is just, that? Um, my favorite scene with Lauren is when um she sings over the rainbow Aww. to um, Jim's daughters, and I just thought that was just a beautiful moment to um see. Hmm. Well, singing scenes. Well, I know Drew Barrymore can sing because I remember I saw her in an interview and she was, she actually is a very talented singer. Yeah, I actually, I didn't know that she could sing until this movie. Hmm. And would you say the singing scene is your favorite part? Um, yeah, it's my favorite part. Good. Um, can I elaborate why? Um... I would say it's my favorite part because um, it's the most heartfelt scene in the movie, but also um, when she sings it, I started crying when I was listening to it. And, um, and the daughter that was listening to the song, um, her mother used to sing that song to her um, until she died of cancer. So I thought it was a nice moment to see um, the daughter's, to finally realize that their mom is gone, but that doesn't mean that you have to let her go. And I thought that was a beautiful message to send to the audience. That's good. And how many stars would you give this film? I would give this film four stars out of five. And why is that? Um, Because it was really funny and I thought that um, a lot of people can relate to it. And I just think it's it's a it's a feel good movie, but you can also laugh at. Feel good movie and laugh is the best medicine. Well, <laughs> yeah. Thank you very much, Shelby, Shelby, for telling me about Blended. You're welcome. This film this film is in theaters now, so check it out. Let's take a break. I'm your co-host, Keepa Blakesley. And I'm your co-host, Raven Devaney. And you're listening to Voice America Kids. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. You're a responsible person, and you're trying to do everything you can to save the planet. But are you doing enough? We've got the right person to help you keep on thinking green. Mario Jr. is the host of Alive and Green. The show is all about green tips, staying environmentally friendly, and having fun while doing something great for our Mother Earth. You'll want to check out the show Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. If we all do our part now, it'll only mean a brighter and better future for us later. Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. Do you think that you can't change the political system in our country? Well, one host is doing that and started at age 13. Join Connor Brantley for Hello, the Future is Calling. Our show takes an inside look at what's going on in national, state, and local government from a new and very unique perspective. Connor holds our elected officials accountable and will bring you an unbiased look at what's really going on. Listen for Hello, the Future is Calling every Friday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Kids. Help make a difference. Have you heard your 15 minutes of fame? How about four times that every single week? It's the Fame Game. Listen as Maddie Rose, who is up and coming in the world of fame, brings you fame from all walks of life. You'll hear from doctors, teachers, mentors, life heroes, as well as those in the fields of acting, movies, music, and more. Who knows? You might be the next one Maddie Rose talks to on the air. 
Listen for The Fame Game every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn off your phone. Another movie review is coming up. Hey, and welcome back to Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your co-host, Raven Devaney. And I'm your co-host, Kiva Blakesley. And you're listening to Voice America Kids. Now we are going to discuss the incredible documentary, Fed Up, about our nation and the food that we are consuming and sort of what it's doing to us as a whole. And we have with us the fabulous Kiefer, my co-host for the day. How are you doing? Fantastic. Awesome. Well, thank you for being with me and telling me all about this film. I want to see it so badly. So uh, it's a documentary. Tell us a little bit about what it is. Well, this film tackles the subject of childhood obesity in America and how that everything we know about what's in our food, how we exercise, is dead wrong. And this film follows um, ch- child um, kids across America to see what goes through their everyday life. And while that's going on, we're seeing through history, uh, looking back in history, food commercials, news reports. And it really, it's a very eye-opening documentary on how what you should you should be careful of what you eat. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, I am very passionate about this subject. Like I have probably too many facts, so I am super excited that they made a movie specifically sort of about the sugar aspect of our country's intake. Because I know, like, Super Size Me talked about fast food. Um, food Nation talks about sort of where we get our food from and like how terrible the animal plants are. Um, but I'm really excited <laughs> that this that this movie talks about the sugar. So, what was something that you found out from this film about our country? sugar intake that you know maybe shocked you or something that you didn't really know well if you notice something it's staring me right in the face i have a nutrition label right here and it says everything has a percentage mm-hmm. but the only thing it doesn't have a percentage is sugar it only says grams that's because that we have we have added sugar in all of our foods they may say non-fat but that doesn't mean there's sugar in it it's when if you have like no low fat yogurt it's still the same amount of sugar than regular yogurt mm-hmm Absolutely. Um, my, I have a lot of nutritionists in my family. Um, so I've been, you know, I'm kind of fortunate because I've grown up eating very, very healthy. And I live in Boulder, which is one of like the most healthiest cities in the country. I believe I think it's like number five. Um, and yeah, my, my family is a bunch of nutritionists and whatnot, but we literally put sugar, not we as in my family, but like as a country, we put sugar in everything. And obviously yes. you would expect it in like ice cream and like cupcakes and stuff like that. But we put it in spaghetti sauce. We put it in, you know, fast food, like eggs and meats and stuff. Yeah. We put it in low fat salad dressing. Like it is not necessary at all. And it's our country um, eats more sugar than any country in the world. <laughs> and so yes. it is so ridiculous that we are consuming such a high amount of sugar and we have more health problems than any other country. Like our country has more um, autism and Asperger's than any other country. And yeah. I heard um, actually a report today about some contributing factors because for a while people were like, oh, it's vaccines and whatnot, but that was debunked. A huge contributing factor is pesticides um, and the food that we eat is so ridiculously covered in pesticides and that's not like, nobody knows about that. Like it's not put on the labels like, hey, you're ingesting a bunch of like insect killers currently. Like it's just ridiculous. Because society is made up of food industries, McDonald's, Mm -hmm. Pepsi and all that. And pretty much they don't want you to find out, but if you do find out, they're just going to use, as they say, the script. No, that's not true. We're just it, It's nothing harmful. But as they say in this film, that's what they said about smoking. They said, oh, smoking is great for you. But then when we learned it's health problems or anything, same thing with Pepsi, um, McDonald's cheeseburgers. I mean, what do you think the cheese comes from? It comes from the, from the saturated fat. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what cheese is. So it's... You and for a film to open up a subject like this is very difficult. But however, I do give props to uh, director Stephanie Savarchik, who did another documentary on water, 
Mm-hmm. Now, now I think about I, I want to see that and say like, oh, bottled water, tap water, perfect. Yes. <laughs> so yeah, that's pretty much what Fed Up tries to tackle. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think I was watching, I haven't seen this film, like I said, but I really, really am interested in it now. But I was watching the preview and it was saying like, yeah, like we are told, oh, it's your fault that your country is overweight and it's your fault that we have such a high childhood obesity level. But it's it's really not because if you think about it, and I sort of dealt with this last year, it was my freshman year of high school and I had like a food budget and I got to go off campus and I was so excited and I was like, okay, I could go off campus to the Taco Bell or the Wendy's right down the street and spend like two dollars on a meal and be like woo yeah like tacos and burgers or I could go next door to that and go to Whole Foods and get a delicious salad for like ten dollars and I'm like okay what am I going to do as a teenager who only gets a certain amount of money a month and that's the same thing with families low-income families and just sort of middle-class families in general like our economy is not super great and we kind of don't have a choice what we eat because that's what we're told. It's like, oh, well, we're not forcing you to eat at these places, but it's like, yeah, you kind of are. Like, it is so expensive to get healthy, organic, good-for-you food. Um, so did this film address that at all? It did. It definitely did. Because, well, it says that as a kid, you're... Well, let's go back to, our, to when we were, like, six or seven. We saw Ronald McDonald using magic and fun. And when you think, like, yes, I'm going to go over there and get a Happy Meal and get chicken nuggets and french fries. Pretty much that statistic shows that we, when we see food commercials, we want to go get it. Because marketing nowadays is, is very powerful. And for when, when people say it's a choice, yeah, you can choose it. But when, let's say you're trying to go on a diet. Mm-hmm. Now you want to go off on salad, salad, but every t- but while you're checking out your healthy food, a salad, salsa, whole wheat pasta, right at the checkout desk you have Hershey's, uh, Three Musketeers, right at the checkout lane. So yeah, it's, it's like much- subconsciously bombarding you twenty four seven. Well, it, well, studies show that your light, um, your brain lights up as of someone who is addicted to cocaine. Mm-hmm. Your light like shines like oh my gosh, candy! It just you can't resist it. Absolutely. You're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. I'm your co-host, Raven Devaney. And I'm your co-host, Keeper Blakesley. And we have been talking with filmmaker Yvette Ettery about her film Harold and Nettie and her Indiegogo campaign. Um, plus, we have been talking about the film's bell, Blended, and right now we are talking about the documentary Fed Up with Kiefer and sort of how the film tackles the sugar epidemic in our country and sort of how we are being like force fed all of this terrible food and we don't really know what's in it and it's causing major health problems. Um, So can you address sort of the health issues that were brought up in this film and what the food that we are consuming is doing to our bodies as a whole? As a whole, well, what's interesting statistics shows that in 2010, uh, over a thousand people, uh, 2000 people were diagnosed with type two diabetes. And that's, and that's, again, with the marketing of food companies. And also, you may not look like you're gaining weight, but actually says that you can be a normal body weight and have layers of fat around your internal organs. So it's not just for obese kids. It's also for people who are a little bit thinner or slim. You could have fat in your, inside your body. It can lead to heart disease, insulin resistance, diabetes, stroke, cancer, and all these health problems are building up to the obesity rate. And that's what just kind of boggles my mind, especially since what's funny is like the Nutrition Association um, signed up with a really interesting partner, Coca-Cola. And you think mm-hmm. they signed up with them and many doctors resigned because they, they weren't going to work for a nutrition company that signed up with Coca-Cola. And that's what, and the funniest interview that made me just laugh in this documentary, we interviewed that, well, the film interviewed Dr. Allison, PhD. Now he is the head of the Nutrition Society of Research, and he says that um, soda drinks of sugary beverages have no effect to the obesity rate. What? And, that's and like that's like when a law passed that pizza was a vegetable. Like, come oh. on, people, please don't. But when he was asked, "What's your science behind that? What's your evidence?" He can't even form words. He can't come up with an with a logical explanation for his so-called theory. And that was, that like, wow, what has our country come to? <laughs> yeah, it's ridiculous. And, and like you were saying, like we were saying, like, it's really not your fault 
as to what's happening to us health wise because um financially it's easier to eat terrible food um subconsciously it's easier to be like oh look like this is fancier i saw like an ad like i cannot tell you how many times i've seen an ad for food that i know is bad for me yeah. and i'm like oh my god look at it and then when you <laughs> eat it it looks nothing like that but it's like it's it's definitely it's definitely scary and something that i think is terrifying which this film um in the commercials mentioned but i've also done research on is that um our generation is the first generation that is estimated to live shorter lives than our parents which yeah. is terrifying to me um so what do you think we can do as sort of a country and on an individual level to put an end to this and, and at least sort of bring awareness to the issue i'm not gonna act like a conspiracy nut saying like <laughs> they want you to think that the government's yeah. messed up or not. i'm not gonna act like that but i am gonna address that we can try we can try to eat healthier and actually in this film shows that financially um a healthier meal can cost less less but in food industries they want you they want you to think cheeseburgers cost less but no it's cost more when you actually get the big mac with the french fries and the coca-cola now what we can do is try our hardest not to give in because if we're just going to keep buying mcdonald's or whatever food company you go to we're just going to keep putting fire or putting gasoline onto the fire just make it burn even more yeah now there's actually fed up has a website fedupmovie.com and it has a um something called give up sugar for i believe 10 days check it out go on that website it, you you won't disappoint even just giving up sugar for just about 10 days not eating all those skittles can just help and it's not easy as well one of the doctors say in the film eating healthy is like swimming upstream it's going to be hard to fight the food industry but if you want to leave a healthy, healthier life, it's going to take some sacrifices and just, it's hard. It is yeah. really well, hard. Well, even just like a tiny bit of research, you know, looking into healthier options, it may take yes. a bit more time, but it'll it'll definitely save you in the long run for sure. Um, we'll definitely be sure to check out Fed Up and check out the website. It sounds very interesting. Um, give up sugar for 10 days. Uh, be sure to check out Fed Up and fedupthemovie.com. Kiefer, thank you so much for telling us all about this film. I cannot wait to see it. Oh, I thank you for letting me talk about it. It's always a pleasure. <laughs> thank you so much for joining us. You've been listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. You can experience more Kids First fun, watch our film reviews, and see your favorite up-and-coming film critics by going to www.kidsfirst.org. Also, be sure to check out our blog on the Huffington Post. I'm your co-host, Raven Devaney. And I'm your co-host, Keeva Blakesley. And you're listening to Voice America Kids. Thank you again for tuning in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Now you know more about which movies are playing and can make an informed decision. Tune in again next week. Kids these days are so connected to the media that they can't help but be surrounded by news and politics. Today's kids get more information than kids of past generations, and because of that, they have more informed opinions. Kids today may not be able to vote yet, but they can certainly influence voters and issues with their voices. Tune in every week for America Today and talk about the issues and influence the decision makers. America Today airs every Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. What do you want to do? Are you interested in the performing arts? If so, make sure you tune in to the Angel and Harmony Show. Angel and Harmony have experience singing, acting, and performing in general and want to help you live out your dreams of the future. Whether you are interested in acting, modeling, dancing, or singing, this is the show for you. We'll even give you the scoop on being behind the scenes if you're a little shy. The Angel and Harmony Show is heard live every Thursday at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. What's cooking? Join Kid Chef Eliana for Cool Kids Cook. Eliana is one of the youngest published cookbook authors and will show you that there are all kinds of goodness in food beyond the chicken nuggets and fries. On our show, we'll discover cuisine from around the world, learn some great cooking techniques, speak with some of the world's top chefs, and share recipes. Kid Chef Eliana is here for you on Cool Kids Cook every Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Kids channel. Bon Appetit! 
We don't care how you got here. We're just glad you showed up. You're listening to Voice America Kids. To become a Kids First film critic, enter one of our local campaigns running throughout the year or join our national campaign this fall. We are looking for kids ages 7 to 16 who love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to see movies before anyone else does. All you need to do to enter is submit a written and videotaped review of one of our selected films and then reach out to your friends and family to vote for you. This summer, join us at one of our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps in three cities, New York, Washington, D.C., and Martha's Vineyard, where you can learn how to critique films and practice your on-camera and acting skills. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? Just visit kidsfirst.org for more information. Hurry, our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps are filling up fast. Join our team of youth reporters and help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose to go see. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. 